So you got a whole uh, alpha team now, don't you? But you, but you have a wealth of knowledge that is beneficial to a lot of people, and it we can move the needle. How often do you hear a hunting podcast? We talked about this. People relate to this. Welcome to Kafaru Cast, everyone. I am going to knock out for the, I guess this is my second go around on this, the arrow review. Uh, I did this already um, earlier in the year, but we did it in two parts. Uh, I say earlier in the year, I think I finished it a month and a half ago. Uh, I didn't really like it. It didn't convey what I was trying to get my point across as well as it, it just wasn't as clear um, how I did the podcast as far as the different um, issues like pros and cons of some of the arrows and then different things to think about. So anyway, with this review, an arrow review, really the components at this day and age are really more what the review is about in comparison to the arrows. And when I say that super high end arrows are high end, like all of the manufacturers make great arrows. The components on the other hand, a lot of those are shit. Um, you know, the other thing too, to think about, you know, when I'm, when I'm doing this review is also how you want your final build to be, meaning you can go with a lighter weight arrow in a beefier component system, but you're going to have more broken arrows. You go lighter weight, whether that be arrows or backpacks or footwear, it's less durable. You can go with less point weight and a more durable arrow. And by default, that's going to be more durable because of the added weight to it. Meaning, Let's say Black Eagle, a Renegade and a Rampage. Um, The Rampage is going to be less durable than the Renegade. Renegade's a little bit heavier. That adds durability. Now, uh, as I'm kind of bouncing around here talking about this stuff, try not to make it all confusing again. When I talk about things like concentricity or run out, what I'm talking about um, is, is... is if you have the arrow and component and broadhead on it, how straight all of that is. The concentricity from the arrow to the component or the component to the broadhead, how easy that is to get the spin true with less work. So when I talk about all of these things, I wanted to make sure that I conveyed that the the way I'm reviewing this is that you are a consumer going to an archery range, buying arrows, how easy it is to have a very accurate arrow by with 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 little aftermarket components and 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 extra work to it, meaning you cut the arrow down, glue your shit in, screw the broadhead on, and go, or check it and go. How easy that is going to be to do from one component system to another, from one broadhead to another, one arrow to another. I have a video up on YouTube where I went over how I build my arrow. I'll go into that a little bit here. But meaning if you look at a standard RPS insert, which is the old tried and true glue-in insert, then you go to a 204 component that recesses in the arrow and then a micro component, which there's multiple different types of components uh, for, you know, for all, you know, aftermarket ones, there's standard, uh, there's half outs, things like that. How durable those are and how consistent they are. And how easy they are to fuck with. Do you have to sand the arrow down? Do they come off easy? That's what I want to, you know, discuss in this review a lot. So hopefully this next run that I'm doing, this, you know, semi-second go around at this comes out better than the first. I also did the first one in two parts. 
I'm not doing that this time. It's just not needed. Now, I will say, so you don't have to listen to the entire podcast, the 204 uh, Arrow, I thought was the best bang for the buck all the way around because of the component system. When I say that, meaning an Easton Axis 5 millimeter uh, with the hit insert. Now, the reason why that's the best bang for the buck, the size of the arrow, is a happy medium for wind drift and penetration. Not not a 246, not a micro. The axis component or that hit insert was by far what I thought the best all-around component for concentricity and ease of use. Now, a caveat that, um, I glue in everything when I glue in my 204 components. I do not mix up two-part epoxy and use the little green tool. I actually, when I build any arrow, but specifically the Eastern Axis, I take hot melt. I use Kimsha hot melt. I don't use the black glue. I don't use super glue. I don't use anything but that. That's the best system I or best glue I have found. Now, Easton might not be happy that I'm saying this. Um, that this is Kimsha hot melt is by far the best I've found for not cracking the end of the arrow and not having components fall out. So what I do is I screw on, I use like uh, brass, uh, 50, 75 break off brass uh, hit inserts, screw that right to the shank or right to the threads of a broadhead or a field tip, put the hot melt on it and glue it right in. Now I do use either a uh, collar from iron will or that, that like um, r- that ring um, that like it's a bar is what it's called um, from Easton. I don't, I don't, uh, you know, I always put to try to something to beef up the end of an arrow a little bit, but even without all that, I haven't had any issues, you know, just gluing the, the, the broadhead or the uh, field point straight in. So I glue it all in, cannot come out. I can heat up the tip a little bit and unscrew my broadhead and put a new one on and not mess with the head insert and not heat the carbon up. But that has been the most consistent for run out concentricity, ease of use, that system. Now, I could use black glue and glue everything in um, like I, I do with hot melt. But if I ever need to take that out, it's a little bit rougher compared to hot melt. Hot melt, it comes right out and it's Kimsha. So that Easton Axis 5 millimeter with the hit insert won the review. So if you don't want to listen to this whole thing, that was my favorite all around shaft. A little bit heavier some other than other some other options in that 204, but for durability and ease of use, um, that's the, that's that's the best one. Especially when it comes down to you know price point. Uh, I shoot the match grades, but I've tested those against the standard. By the time I cut my arrow down to 27 and a quarter, I don't see a difference anyway uh, as far as consistency. So uh, the match grade or the standard won the um, you know won the review. Now. I'm going to go into each one of these arrows from each different company, that component system, what I liked about the arrow, kind of where it ended up, and make sure, hopefully I explained well enough, the pros and cons. So if you're looking at getting new arrows, that may help. Um, So the Easton Axis 5mm 204, and I'm using brass inserts. Uh, The iron wheel component system is awesome as well, but the hit insert. uh, And then I usually use uh, impact collar or that bar system from Easton to go between the field tip or the broadhead and the arrow. So I'm going to go with gold tip first. Um, The Pierce, um, I have uh, Pierce Platinum uh, and Pierce Tours. The Tour, a little bit expensive, 
but the the Pierce Platinum um, for for a micro. Uh, very durable arrow, uh, pretty dang consistent. You do get a lemon every now and then uh, would be the downside to those, but it doesn't happen very often. Those arrows are pretty consistent, but even with the Platinums, you get a bad one every now and then. Uh, but durability-wise, they did very well. The biggest issue with the Pierce uh, is the component system is not great from gold tip. So that would be my gripe. That would be the big downside. Uh, that half out ballistic collar system is just not overly durable and it's in, it's not very consistent. So when I tested these, what I used was a revolution arrow tuner and I have a Ram tester. And what I'm looking at is if I just cut the arrows down, meaning when I build an arrow and I did a video on this, like I said, I spin the arrows, I check for bad ends, I mark them, I cut that off, the bad ends, I get the straightest portion of that full-length arrow, whether that be off, I'm cutting off both ends or one end or whatever, um, when I build them. But if you're just a guy going in and getting your arrows cut down, whether the shop does it or you do, um, that's how I tested these, not the way that I build them, meaning just like a shop would do it. So if you cut those arrows down and you don't square them up, that doesn't really fall into the review, but I squared these up to test the components. So the, the, the cut doesn't really come into play because your pro shop or you could screw the cut up. So I made sure the cut was perfect on all these arrows, and then I glued on the component system. So I know the straightness of the arrow, then I glue the component on, and I chest the straightness of the component. And then from there, I would screw in a field tip or broadhead make sure that was perfect. And then I would run some durability tests. Does it take one shot into the dirt for that to be eight thousandths off? Can I shoot at a steep angle or pull the arrow out crooked, like not perfectly straight back out? Uh, and how much is that affecting that component? Is that bending it off of very, like, you know, somebody stands on top of the target, pulls your arrow out crooked. Is that is that changing that run out or that concentricity? And with the that Pierce system, it was very, very delicate. A uh, couple times I shot super steep angled shots, pulled them out a little crooked. I could get that to bend um, three thousandths out really easy and even more so. And then let's say, you know, God forbid you miss a target. Is that now deemed not worthy of putting a broadhead on from one miss, meaning not miss into concrete and hit a wall. I'm just talking skipping down the dirt. Um, a little bit of a redneck test, but very realistic for, for bow hunters. You miss targets sometimes, 3D course, don't judge it correctly. How jacked up is that component after a miss, pulling it out, not very, you know, consistent, whatever. Um the pierce was at the bottom of the barrel. That was one of the worst component, not the bottom of the barrel. That was one of the worst components for, from that pierce or that half out ballistic collar. Uh, so the next one was the quantum uh, from, from gold tip was the uh, quantum black label. Now with those, that's a two Oh four, uh, same as the axis or rampage renegade. Um, with that, that's a half out. So pretty much without me even testing any component, that's a half out. I can tell you it's probably going to lose. Now, um, Easton actually makes some titanium half outs that aren't bad, but they are super expensive. I do not like half outs. I'll be upfront with that. Uh, I just don't want people to put them in their arrows. But when they come with an arrow from the factory, that's how that's going to get 
that got tested in my review because I, I want to look at this as not putting in aftermarket components because I'll go into those later in more depth. So that half out bends very easy, breaks very easy, uh, was fairly consistent when testing it. The arrow was good. Uh, I didn't have any issue with that arrow. Not my top choice, obviously, for a 204. Arrow was not bad. Same kind of issue. You do get a lemon every now and then with an arrow. Uh, and when I say a lemon, just won't group. You get a dud. Um, same kind of thing. And, and and I will say both of these arrows are great. Uh, I didn't have any issue with the arrow. Um, Durability-wise, pretty damn good. Consistency, pretty damn good. Not the top. Um, I certainly would not have a hesitation of shooting Pierce. I've shot them before. Uh, I certainly would shoot them again. And, but I would, I would put an aftermarket component on them. So with that quantum, if you're wanting to shoot a 204, that's an option, not the top of my list for an option, but certainly not a bad one. Um, so moving on to Black Eagle, uh, and again, most of this I go for, um, I, I have two or three arrows from each company, meaning, Usually it's going to be a micro or 166, a 204, and a 246. Uh, with Gold Tip, I did not get any of the XT Hunters uh, in to test. I used to shoot those. I have not shot them in quite some time. They were not a bad arrow before, but that is not something that I tested, so I don't really want to speak of it. So Gold Tip, I don't, I don't have a, a 246 in there. Uh, so with Black Eagle, I, I tested the, I've shot all pretty much every Black Eagle and I'm a fan of Black Eagle. Um, the X Impact, the Rampage and the Spartan. The X Impact being the Micro, the Rampage being the 204, the Spartan being the 246, even though the Spartan's technically a hybrid, it's like a 246. So with the X Impact, uh, that was uh, unbelievable arrow. Um, I've had great luck with it. It's light grains per inch, so it's a little bit fragile, but pretty dang durable for a micro. Um, very consistent. With that X impact, that was the most uh, consistent arrow. Uh, that was the most consistent arrow. Uh, of anything Black Eagle sold, but all of Black Eagle arrows actually test better than they're rated for or as good. Uh, but that X, X impact is an amazing, amazing micro diameter arrow. The components, on the other hand, not so much. Um, the half out, um, or excuse me, the half out, the outsert that you can glue on uh, with an X impact. Not bad for for an out uh, for a half out or excuse me for an outsert excuse me uh, for an outsert it's not horrible it is a bit of a pain in the butt to get that thing to stay on you know I'm very diligent about getting you know cleaning up the shaft but getting it to stay on and then the consistency or like I said concentricity it is a very tight tolerance but still. They are not as accurate as I'm running running it down, you know, putting – you can glue on some bad ones is what I'm saying. So you need to be really um, careful with that, um, uh, you know, as far as – like you don't want to think that your broadhead is going to spin perfectly gluing on one of those half – out or excuse me, outserts. So when you look at it that – the chances of you knocking it out of the park for a dozen arrows and the X impacts no different. You have the outsert, you glue that on. 
what, how, what's your attrition rate if you don't test any of this? Meaning an average Joe puts all this together, doesn't test everything, heads out in the woods. How many of the broadheads are going to spin correctly? Not bad with that outsert, uh, you know, from, from Black Eagle, but it doesn't take much to bend it, um, you know, and get it to where the run out is, you know, you go from 001 or two with the component on to 006, 007 or, or over 10, it doesn't take much, whether that be the dirt or whatever it gets, it gets to where it's pretty crooked, pretty quick. And so again, X-Impact Arrow is very good, which you'll find that with all of these arrows I talk about. Very consistent, pretty durable for the grains per inch. Component system, pretty bad. Now, you can put a focus component system on there. I actually not a fan of that either. There's a large distance from the fulcrum point hanging out for things to like cantilever or, or, or get bent. Um, so... The component system's rough. You would probably want to use a aftermarket component, um, or you'd you know really want to maybe take a look at uh, you know possibly you know you would have to spin them constantly. So the X Impact did very well. The component system not so much. I'm taking a drink of uh, my bucked up here. Hold on. All right. So now the rampage. Uh, most people that follow me along, I have shot a ton of Rampage uh, arrows or shot Rampages a ton. I used aftermarket components for them every time. Uh, that Rampage, fairly light grains per inch, so it's a little bit brittle, really consistent. Um, in fact, like the 003s actually test as good or better than uh, any other actually arrow on, on the market. And so... That arrow I killed a ton of stuff with. I had really good luck with it. A little bit brittle, especially on the end. You can crack them, the knock end or the other end. But again, the component system, you're going to have to put aftermarket components on those. I would say the downside, again, brittle. They're not going to be as durable as something like the Axis, which obviously won this competition. Uh, But the Axis is heavier, so in weighing it out. But if you got rampages, the first thing you would probably want to do is run a hit insert um, or a different component system. But very accurate, uh, very consistent. And again, the 003s were actually, most of them were a little better than 003 when I tested them. Uh, the half out was extremely consistent. When you glue in that half out, it actually tested extremely well. Uh, I think they call it a bone crushing half out. When you test the run out on those, it's pretty amazing. They do great. But if you miss something or pull your arrow out at an angle, things like I talked about, it goes downhill quick, which means then your broadhead wouldn't spin. Um, So the Spartan, that arrow I shot a ton. It has the old school RPS insert glue in. That uh, Spartan was real, did really, really well in testing. Now, I didn't get a chance to shoot the Pro Comp 6.5, I think is what they're called from Easton. So that one was left out. That component system was left out. Easton patented the RPS, uh, RPS insert system, so I'm assuming it would be pretty damn good. But the, the Spartan actually did the best for 246s for everything I tested. Now, that's, that Spartan, I took the standard stainless steel RPS insert 
and I glue on a 30 grain weight in the back. I think the actual insert's 28 grains, then I glue in a 30 grain Black Eagle insert on the back. It comes with a bushing on the back end to beef up the knock side of things. So that arrow is really good. I really like that arrow and I've, I've told people to buy it. Um, you know, many, many times I'm a fan of it. Of course, with bucking the wind and everything else, not quite as good. It's, you know, closer to a two, four, six. Uh, so, you know, so something to think about as far as that goes, but that Spartan tested well, it's durable component system, simple, but a little bit bigger diameter. So something to think about there. Um, with the, the victories, the VAP and the rips, uh, the TKOs. So I, I don't want to lump everything, uh, with victory, you know, together because the victory like has, um, like an SS, for example. Um, so make sure I make, I, I don't confuse anyone any more than I am. Cause it's a little bit confusing. Um, I, I say confusing, with there's a VAP and a RIP TKO, um, an SS. There's multiple different, uh, you know, arrows coming from from Victory. They have all the same components for the most part. I really did not like the component system from Victory. It was hard to get them to stay on. Uh, they they depending upon which um, material. Uh, you 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 got because they have like a stainless and a hybrid material or whatever. Um, you know those they sucked. I you know I hate to say it because the guy was dealing with victory was awesome. The arrows were good, um, but but I, I I could not get the I could not get the dang the components to stay on and they weren't very consistent. And you know I asked around quite a bit. So like you know when I was talking to people about this. The, the, you know, the different component systems, people I trust, the biggest thing where the components aren't great. They fall off really easy. They're not very consistent. Most people like the arrows. So like with the VAP SS, um, you know, th that's going to be, a, you know, a micro arrow. And you've got three different, like you, you have 005, 003, and 001 or whatever, as far as that goes, like on their different options. But when you get to the component um you know, system, they have like, I, I think it's called like a, it's, it's a shock TL aluminum insert, which comes with it, which is 50 grains. Uh, and then there's, um, uh, an 85 grain and I should have written this down. And then there's a stainless steel, uh, that, that has, uh, like basically, a a shank that you glue in that is attached to the outsert. Anyway, whether it was a VAP um, SS or a, cause when you look at these, you have a VAP SS, a VAP TKO, a RIP TKO, uh, and then a standard VAP. Um, the victory arrows were good. I liked them. I would shoot a victory arrow. Uh, they were pretty durable, fairly consistent. I really liked that SS. It's a little bit heavier, but, uh, that, that component system lost in a, just about every way possible. Um, you know, when you look at the gold tip system or or the VAP, I would say, or the victory system, I'd say the victory is a little bit better than that, you know, half out um, shock call, or excuse me, um, that that half out caller system from gold tip. So when you when you look at the my testing, 
the you know they they talk about spine alignment and things like that with with victory that's kind of a moot point for me i don't that shit doesn't matter uh, that i have found it doesn't help at all uh, you can't outshoot it is what i'm saying if you want to figure it out figure out your spine uh your your spine line or whatever you can it's never really found that to make a difference but when you go to buy a, a victory arrow a vap ss and a vap tko are both micro diameters the ss is heavier a little bit more durable consistency they were about the same when you go to like a rip tko or um uh or, or their other great seller which is a rip that's a 204 um both are good you know some people are like hey this kind of carbon wrap on the rip on the on the victories that one's more consistent than this other arrow I couldn't really shoot a difference in there. I just had horrible time with the component to the point you guys can probably tell my heart is really not in this portion of it because I was so pissed off at the components. Almost all of them fell out no matter what I used. And I have had great luck with Kim Shahatmelt. I had trouble getting that to hold. I used black glue, uh, you know, the rubberized super glue had trouble getting that to hold. Now, not all of them, but most of them. And then when it came to, you know, the uh, consistency after a miss or whatever, they, they, they bent. There's not much of that collar that goes over the outside of the arrow. So that fulcrum point, it's very easily bent or whatever. So um, the, the victory arrows I liked, components, component system I did not. And so it's hard for me with all of these arrows to say, man, this arrow is great, but then you got to dump another 49, 69, 89, 100 and whatever dollars into the components. That's just shitty. It just drives me crazy that that happens and has for quite some time in the industry. It's like, oh, well, yeah, you're going to get a half out with that 204, but you need to go get Iron Will or Easton hit inserts or whatever. Well, I don't want to reinvent the wheel for this or tell people to do that. So that was the biggest problem, again, with the victories. Now, going to the axis, 5 millimeter and 4 millimeter, uh, obviously the 5 millimeter uh, won, won the competition. The 4 millimeter, I am not a huge fan of I, – I don't like the with, – with the system that is – uh, you can make a four millimeter. There are components out there um, that you can buy to go on an Easton four millimeter arrow that you don't have to use the deep six system. Um, when you look at that system from, from Easton and it kind of pigeonholes you um, to a certain degree to where if you're some far off land, you're not going to be able to worst case scenario, go to Walmart and buy some standard muzzies to screw on your arrows. If you don't, they don't have the deep six and not a lot of people carry them. There's not as much options for them, but you can put an aftermarket component on a, you know, on a deep six, they have like a deep six long range match grade, I think is what it's called or match grade long range. But, um, you know, in the end of that, you're going to have um, like an aluminum half out that is included. But then there's, you know, obviously you can get the deep six. There's a titanium half out. That is really expensive. Um, these are sold separately. And then you have the four millimeter deep six hit insert. I've got this up on the website now. Um, 
What comes with it is an 832nd aluminum half out, and that is what I tested. Like any half out, not great. The titanium half out, on the other hand, is about the only time I would ever use a half out, but I think they're like 90 bucks a dozen, so they're pretty expensive. So the actual, that that four millimeter axis long range was right up there with as as good as the um, X impact or pretty close, a little bit more durable actually. But, you know, I mean, when, when, when you look at this, you're kind of picking fly shit out of chili out of all of it because the arrows are all great. The component system, not so much. The cool thing with Easton is they do have that titanium half out. So if you were going to shoot a four millimeter or a, a, a one, six, six, a micro, you can get that component and that is the best component I feel that you can get, you know, quote unquote standard from a factory and not have a collar on the outside. That titanium component is damn good. It is expensive. Um, with Black Eagle on the X impact side, there is not a good component really in comparison to like that titanium half out. So hopefully this isn't confusing anyone um, more than I already have. It's just, again, if you're going to a pro shop, the chance of you finding titanium half outs for a four millimeter, you know, long range is not great. So like all things, when you look at the, uh, the micro, micro diameter arrows are awesome. Their components are, are not. What I'm really hoping on this, people start getting closer or more towards the glue-in uh, option, like a, I hope, Sever comes out with a glue-in broadhead, um, like the Snyder Core. Uh, it's not the, I mean, it's just expensive to build good components, especially for micro-diameter arrows, but it's also going to be weaker because it's a smaller arrow. So that's the big downside to micro. So I love that four millimeter axis, but I'm not shooting it, which is why the 2041 is that component system is a great system. So after rambling on, which hopefully you guys kind of understand where I'm coming from with this, the aftermarket components, um, the, uh, ethics component system uh, is a good option for, uh, you know, aftermarket components, except you may have to sand your arrow down on some of the different arrow models out there. Other than that, I have found it's actually better to have an aluminum um, internal component and a stainless steel collar, meaning when you have the options of buying all this aftermarket stuff, if I'm going from if I'm putting an aluminum aftermarket component on, I'm not really upgrading, whether that be it's a aluminum half out and aluminum collar. I would much prefer to run, uh, you know, either st stainless and stainless or a aluminum half out with a stainless collar. Now, again, when you start to get to where you're sanding things down for aftermarket components, that's a big downside. Some people don't want to do that shit. That does happen with ethics components. Uh, Iron Will's components is definitely the highest quality I have found by, by a good stretch. Uh, you know, they have multiple different uh, collars that, you know, the impact collars that you can get. I think they have a 10 or 15 grain, a 25 and on up. Their, their hit components, uh, like I'm using, uh, very, very consistent. I don't, you know, 
with their components, you are going to have the highest standard component built from from Iron Will, but they're not going to fit on every arrow. They don't make up for all of them. But Ethics and Iron Will would be the components I would suggest. You do have a lot of other arrow companies out there that I've had people, you know, buy components from one arrow company, uh, put them on another. And there's also a lot of new startup companies coming out um, that I get asked about a lot. There's two factories, if I'm not mistaken, in Japan that build these arrows, and there's one in Korea. Korea one is a little bit better from what I've seen um, that build most of these arrows. And then obviously gold tips, actually, I think in Mexico, Easton, for the most part, not all, but most of them are built in the USA. So if you're having to reinvent the wheel, again, and how I talked about rating this to where I'm going to buy brand X arrow, and then I'm going to buy... Uh, brand X component, and then I'm also going to buy some other knock. Yeah, it gets pretty expensive. So, again, why the Axis 5mm one? I can go to a pro shop, buy that. It has one of the best knocks, if not the best knock on the market. And then I can just use a 24-hour epoxy if I do it correctly and the tool and that is going to be the easiest, quickest, most durable, and most consistent option out there with the best bang for the buck for wind drift, consistency, all of those things, durability. So if you're thinking like, well, why didn't, let's say, whatever this or this or this arrow win? So why didn't a Spartan win? Uh, the RPS insert system isn't quite as consistent as that recessed hit component. It also doesn't buck the wind quite as well because it's a larger diameter arrow. So why don't I have an FMJ, let's say, in the the running here? Other than the component system, which, you know, it's tons of different components, like works just like the axis, you can bend an FMJ. For a consumer that's going out to buy an arrow, and again, I, I'm working with Easton. I, you know, I, I, I like Easton. When I say working with Easton, like I, I would sign a contract with Easton. I would, I, I would, I, I like Easton. But I'm also realistic to the fact, which I probably won't because they don't like me because I'm talking badly about an FMJ. I don't like FMJs. They bend. A lot of people like them. Cam shoots them. He's a big proponent of, pro, proponent of them. But I don't like an arrow that can be bent that easy. Uh, so that's a, that's a negative side, and they're kind of heavier than I think you need. Um, so that's why I didn't have that in there. Um, why didn't like like let's say when 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 people look at these reviews, I'll have people say I've had brand X that's worked great or whatever. The gold tip Pierce. Why didn't that co- win? Component the component is horrible. I mean that. You know, if I, you know, because a lot of people look at this as like, well, I buy this, this, and this, and it makes an amazing arrow. Again, if you go to the pro shop, what can you walk up by, have the most consistent arrow component, durability, all that stuff? That's why certain things didn't win, because I could definitely concoct up a a system for arrows, um, again, buying from A, B, and C to make a really good arrow but man, not everybody wants to do that shit. So anyway, hopefully this made a little bit more sense than my first one. I did not test every arrow brand out there. Um, you know, there's like vector arrows that people had asked me about, um, the arrows that, um, Nexus, which I think is a green tree thing. Nexus is basically, I think they kind of copied day six. Uh, I didn't review day six, 
Um, I think that's the only ones I got asked about, but you know, nothing wrong with all those, um, you know, different arrows or companies, whatever the one, the ranch ferry shoots, it's just gold tip, uh, victory Easton and black Eagle are the big players right now. That's what most people ask me about for the most part. Uh, and they're, you know, obviously people are familiar with their components. I think with like, uh, the, the, some of the, the vector arrows, like, I think that's like a buy, you know, you get on the website and they might make them perfect and glue everything in and shit or whatever. I build my own arrow. So that's kind of totally out of the ballpark for what I'm talking about here, because you're not walking into a pro shop to do that totally different system because it's like a pay to play on their website. You click a bunch of stuff, they build your arrows, see how can you know, and, and they're, they're like the best arrow you could build. Um, so I didn't mess with those for that reason. Anyway, I'm going to stop running on here. Um, but I, I, hopefully you guys appreciate some of this info. If you have any questions, shoot it over. I'm always, you know, more than willing. I'm testing stuff, more willing to talk about it. Uh, you know, it, it, as far as like the, the the goods and the bads, and and especially too, if somebody has a specific arrow that that makes sense for me to take a look at, I'm always going to look at it. Um, but yeah, there you have it. That's what Easton Axis uh, five millimeter with the hit insert I thought was the best all around arrow, and that's what I've been using for the last two or three months, and probably what I'm going to continue using, uh, just because again for what I talked about in the review. So good luck uh, hunting out there, everyone. Appreciate you tuning in. Hey guys, just in time for the holiday season, our good friends over at SheetFeed are offering up a 25% off sale now to the end of November. So head on over to SheetFeedOutdoors.com, enter in the code KIFARU25, and save yourself 25% off your next purchase of SheetFeed.